Hey there. Hello. Yeah. Got on. Okay. So this is the Yurt Podcast. Uh, today we got I'm horrible with names. It's Homer Morel, yeah, right? Good. Oh, I got that. Look at that. And then you you own Beverage Buddies. Yeah. Yep. So what what is Beverage Buddies? So uh, it's kind of heavy on the homebrew side, but we are trying to cover more than just uh, you know the typical beer, wine, and mead. Uh, we've got some kombucha starters and working on getting some soda, um, like some soda streams and things like that. Um, That's yeah. cool. I, I, I've been to the Harmons, just recently started going to the Harmons, and they have a lot of, uh, you know, micro-brewed sodas over there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So do you brew any of that stuff yourself or? Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where the, the whole thing started. Um, <laughs> my, my wife actually, <clears throat> she got me for Christmas a one gallon, you know, brew your own beer kit. And I uh, just, you know, kind of fell in love with it. Um, home brewing is a yeah, that same one about. I, how long ago was that? Ten years ago? <laughs> uh, no, it's probably probably about ten years ago. Oh, on you on your side? Yeah, no, I I came with like a little uh, little plastic barrel and then like four plastic bottles with screw on lids. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you I mean you brew? Do you brew most of the beer for your company, or are you outsourcing? Uh, well, we we don't uh, like offer any of the brewed beer. We just do all the supplies and the kits, and uh, but yeah, I've I I have the opportunity to uh, you know try all the different recipes and uh, you know all the different hops and yeasts and everything. So, are you guys doing like commercial kits, residential kits, a little bit of both? Um, yeah, mostly just uh, residential stuff. You know, nothing really over five gallons. Okay. So how many uh, how many brews do you have going at once? I that when you said mead, I've never actually tried mead, and I've wanted to try that for a very long time. Yeah, mead's fun. Um, it's honestly, I in my opinion, it's a bit easier than you know doing um, a beer, you know, like an ale or a lager, uh, especially lager. You know, you got to keep those temps down and. The mead uh, is pretty just straightforward. Just you know, honey, water, yeast, and uh, you can you can definitely uh, put some of the science into it with you know adding some of the the yeast nutrients, and you want to make sure that uh, you know checking your specific gravity and whatnot. But uh, yeah, mead mead's a little bit I'd say easier. Um, but yeah, and then then you can flavor it with different adjuncts and uh it comes out really good uh lots of spices and stuff uh mulling spices would be good so what what's the difference between like the because like i said i've never tried it but is it like a thicker a th thicker drink or like no closer to like an ipa or uh it's it's the about the same viscosity as you know the other like the other beers you drink i mean it's uh you i mean i guess if you went from like a, a pilsner to a, a heavy stout uh the difference between those two is you kind of fall closer to like a heavy stout with most of them but depends on how you dry you go um i mean there's a lot of different variability like in it Yeah, so when you're when you're uh, choosing your yeast, I, I just had a mycologist on Tyler Hacking, oh, okay. and uh, cool. he was saying that um, he had created this yeast. They well, they had gotten this yeast from a wasp, and then they they isolated, you know, everything else out besides the yeast. And he was using the yeast to grow bread, and it it grew uh, 
faster, it fluffed out more, and it um, and it on a blind taste test, it got better better results on that. Is there a lot? I mean, you can't just use like store brand yeast, or do you? Does that make a big difference? Um, yeah. So yeast definitely uh, has a an impact in your in your beer. Um, when you're when you're developing a recipe, or you're trying to stay within like, so there's the BJCP guidelines that kind of tell you, you know, this beer falls into this category because of these, you know, flavors and color and um, the, the bitterness and you know those things. So the yeast will add to those. Um, I actually I have posters that I I can like for customers so they can see which different strains offer different uh, flavor profiles. Okay. So, I mean, the yeast, then it, it does make a big difference in the type of beer you get then. Because, I, I mean, I've always looked at yeast as just something I bought at the grocery store for, you know, a dollar for five little packets of it. <laughs> um do you culture any of your own yeast no or? no we I, we just uh source from different companies uh imperial uh white labs um mangrove jacks uh so there's there's different uh companies that offer different strains and some of them you know offer this you could it's kind of you could just go across the chart and say yeah you could either use this company's or that company's and they're kind of just the same strain. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's strains that have higher and lower tolerances with the alcohol percentage. So okay. if you're trying to get what, what determines that though? Like I don't, I, I have no idea. I don't know anything about yeast. Like what is there? Is there something special? Like how, how do you determine what yeast is going to be better? Um, just depending on what kind of beer you're going for, uh, what style, uh, what flavor, and then the alcohol percentage. Um, so like with, okay. so there's a role in the alcohol percentage. Yeah. Cause the yeast will start to die out at a certain percentage of alcohol. So like there's wine yeast that will go up higher. Um, and then there's, you know, you can get some yeast for some of the stouts and porters and stuff that will go up pretty high for, your, you know, like your heavier beers, maybe a, a heavy IPA. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, and then there, you know, so there's a difference between the, like the lager yeast and the ale yeast. Um, lager yeasts are a, like a bottom fermenting yeast uh, in general and in ale yeast are more of a top fermenting. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy i don't like uh, what what how does that happen where you know one will sit on the top and one will sit on the bottom like is it because when you look at the stuff out of the packages it, you know it all looks kind of the same yeah oh for sure yeah so the i mean the different strains are i mean it's almost like different animals really um they come from different parts of the world and they've been uh grown specifically for what they're looking for by different uh you know the the people the manufacturers that that provide the yeast you know they'll stick with one strain and they'll they'll kind of guide it one way or another and um it's uh i guess genetics um i don't i don't know too much of the science honestly but uh yeah, yeah i mean they they'll survive and grow at different temperatures, you know, too low or too high and they'll start to die off. Um, yeah, they, I, th I think the biggest thing is we live in a day and age where we can get, you know, goods from all over the world quickly. And yeah, uh, you know, 50, 60 years ago, it wasn't even where we're at now. And then you go further back, uh, and then you were local driven. That was yep, pretty exactly. much it. So you'd only get certain yeast that would only do certain things and you could only get certain grains. But I mean, we, we're living in a day and age that we can get, you know, 
<laughs> any yeast or any any grains from anywhere. No, it is cool to be able to taste like Japanese beer or Belgium beer or, you know, uh, beer from Mexico. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I mean, they, they all have quite a bit of different flavors. I mean, at the end of the day, Budweiser kind of gets into all <laughs> of them. But um, yeah, no, I, I it's just the same with food. Whenever you're tasting new beer, it's, you know, it's it's just like eating different at different restaurants yeah. Yeah. it's i like it you should definitely get with uh tyler though and see if you can try to brew some beer with his his uh wasp yeast that would be yeah yeah um i actually know tyler um not not we're not i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't say we're best friends but we uh we've met uh we're we're acquaintances through uh like the utah mushroom uh, like the facebook group um so okay. yeah, I knowing that I'm I'm <laughs> biting it the bit to uh, get a hold of him and find out more about that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna shoot him a text after this, and just, I'm I'm curious to see what that because he he said that yeast was a uh, you know far superior. Yeah. So I mean, he had a whole bunch of science to back it up too, but. Um, one other question about yeast. I know I'm kind of dragging that on, but uh, when I was vegan, I was vegan for seven years and we used to use nutritional yeast to do, I mean, for a lot of yeah. cooking. That was basically our cheese or cheese flavoring for anything. Have you ever brewed or do you know anybody that's ever brewed beer on nutritional yeast? Or is that something I'm going to have to like look up on YouTube? Yeah, uh, personally, I don't. Uh... Yeah, that that kind of goes outside of uh, <laughs> where I've been. I mean, I have heard of people in a pinch using bread yeast, uh, you know, like baker's yeast. Uh, but mm -hmm. as far as just like nutritional yeast for, you know, vegan diets, I, I haven't honestly heard of anything. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, I'm definitely going to go down, down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, tonight, you'll have to let but... me know. Because it's, I mean, when you when you see nutritional yeast, though, it, it does look a lot different than regular yeast. I mean, it's pretty flaky, and so I, I'm. They say it's yeast. I don't know if it, you know, what it'll actually do if you could bake bread with it, or. But, it's just kind of interested about that. So, what's your favorite, your favorite beer of all oh. time? <laughs> that question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. honestly i uh i don't know it's it's really always kind of changing um i used to be a hef guy i mean like hefeweizens were my thing um i've kind of gotten more into some ipas um i i feel like eventually the saison's gonna be my my gig <laughs> but yeah it's it's kind of just always changing a bit yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, but like, what I'm really interested in is the soda. How do you micro brew soda? Well, um, so the I guess uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of a ginger bug? Okay, so no. you can make ginger ale uh, by the the ginger itself has yeast basically living on it. So then what you do is okay. you, you know, get like a mason jar um, and, you, and you get some sugar water. You know, this is very high level, just basic. Get some sugar water and you put the ginger in there. You can, you can either uh, peel it or you can just chop it up into, into pieces or you can, you know, I've seen people just leave a hole. But you, you, you drop that in the sugar water okay. and put the lid on with like maybe some cheesecloth. Um, and you'll start to see, uh, you know, bubbles kind of, you know, coming off of the, the skin of the ginger. And you'll see, you'll see some activity. And after a little while, you maybe add a little more sugar. Um, and then eventually uh, you can use that to start to make your ginger ale. Um, 
So you get that flavor from the ginger. And so that, that beginning part, you know, people will refer to that as a ginger bug. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how root beer uh, started. You know, we didn't really have, uh, you know, CO2 tanks and, and compressed CO2 to, to carbonate the soda. So does that, that actually yeah. carbonates it? So it's, is it like in an enclosed bottle then? Because you were saying something yeah, so about cheesecloth. You, you know, you want it to kind of breathe. Um, but after a while, once you're okay. ready to, you know, to carbonate it, yeah, you, at that point you would seal it. Uh, and then it <laughs> kind of depends on how carbonated and if you want an explosion or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's there's some science to it, and, and, and you could get into the details, but um, I honestly don't know too much of the, you know, the specifics. Um, the kits that we that we have, they have all the instructions and they give you measurements. And uh, so they come with yeast and then they come with, um, you know, some sort of container and they kind of walk you through like, okay, you're going to make, you know, you're going to mix your ingredients and then, you know, you'll have the yeast and then you'll, you know, you'll end up sealing it. And so what those yeast will do is they'll eat some of the sugar uh, and byproduct will be alcohol and, you know, carbon dioxide. And so, it'll it'll carbonate it'll pressurize that vessel which you know will uh saturate the liquid with well i guess not saturate but it'll introduce that that carbon dioxide into the the you know whatever liquid it is uh so it becomes carbonated because uh, it's kind of tricky uh it's like kombucha and, you know and ginger ale some of those soda kits um it is producing small amounts of alcohol but it's no, it's nothing significant, uh -huh. I guess, is the best way to put it. <laughs> like less than Odul standards or just typical, like, you know, 0. Yeah, I, th I think there's a cutoff um, legally for like kombucha that I think others would follow, you know, 0 0.05, I think, like you said. Um, maybe it's, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I'm not sure what that cutoff. I do know there is one, but I, I don't know it off the top of my head. I know last year we were in Florida and um, they had a kombucha. It was an alcoholic kombucha. It was, you know, like five, j just like a regular beer or whatever. But it, I mean, the thing tasted like a rosemary drink. Um, I actually did a video on it. I don't, I don't remember what it was called, but. I mean, I know when you think like rosemary, like tea or something, it, it was just, it was a delicious kombucha drink, like if you were eating Italian food. And uh, do you guys make any of those like alcoholic kombuchas? Is there uh, like, like different flavors like that where you go from like, you know, more of a, a, uh, juniper flavor or like a rosemary flavor so are any of that aren't designed to be like hard kombucha um you could definitely uh use the scoby that comes with it um that's the you know the, the culture uh, i think it's a okay. symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast is what it stands for um so it's just like a, a scoby puck it's like this it almost looks like uh, like crepes or something, uh, or like a you know a flaky okay. biscuit. But um, that scoby you could use to uh, to make your own hard kombucha. Uh, you just have to go about it in a different technique. Um, but yeah, our kits aren't designed for the hard kombucha, but you could use the scobies for that. Uh, but we do sell adjuncts um, to give those other flavors. Uh, so you could, yeah, exactly. Okay. You could do, uh, you know, juniper, uh, ginger, um, turmeric, I guess you could do. Uh, there's, there's, there's a plethora of ideas. <laughs> so do you, do you guys have any... Um like Christmas flavors. That's the one thing 
that kind of disappoints me, and I got a lot of flack for it on the the micro brew group. But I mean, I I'm from California, and then I lived in Florida, and now I'm here. But uh, you know, everywhere else in the world, you can go to just a liquor store on the corner, and I mean, it puts it puts the state liquor stores in alcohol or in uh, the state liquor stores in Utah to shame with how many beers they have in just a little corner mark, you know? Like I, I went to the state liquor store today and there was no <laughs> Christmas beers. It's kind of yeah, kind of crazy. So um, we we we've uh, toyed with the idea, um, like, like I mentioned earlier, with some mulling spices that. That kind of gives the Christmas, okay. uh, the Christmas vibe. We've also, we haven't attempted it yet. Uh, we've been toying with the idea of using some essential oils. Um, I mean, we are here in Utah. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you may know there's two large essential oil uh, <laughs> companies here. Um, with the whole. What What do you mean, like? essential uh, oils like a cbd or like a <clears throat> like patchouli yeah type so thing. i mean i don't i'm sure it's fine to just drop names <laughs> uh you got doTERRA and young living here uh in utah big essential oils right so they okay. uh just come in a small glass container and there is so many oils <laughs> there's uh orange uh, lemon, tangerine. So you got your citrus ones. There's clove. Um, yeah. So there's there's a, okay. a whole spectrum. I mean, you could even get like frankincense or myrrh. Uh, maybe use those as bittering agents uh, and and kind of lay off on the hops a little bit. Uh, so. That's that sounds interesting because I've. Like I, I would have never guessed you could have put in that in a drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> but there, I mean, what what's the oil? Like the oil base made uh, so out of? Is it just like no, vegetable just oil or oil from the plant? Yeah. So there's no other additive. Okay. It's uh, just the pure oil. Yeah, no, that's I I I mean I'm not aware of ever drinking a, uh any type of drink that had oil in uh, it. But water. Ha have you? Yeah, mixed water with, with like the lemon oil. Um, uh, wassail. I've had wassail used uh, with the different oils. So I I do know, <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> trying to uh, market anything. Uh, I do have family that yeah, is no. involved with doTERRA uh, specifically and you know their oils are you can ingest them um they do warn that there may be other places out there that uh have additives in in their oil well, as far as, as far as i know young living yeah. is, is in, ingestible i don't personally know anybody that works with them but uh, I assume since they're such a large competitor with doTERRA that they would need to keep up with that. But, but yeah, I mean, I would suggest anybody doing their own okay. research with, you know, any type of additive. <laughs> yeah, definitely make yeah. sure the oil is edible before you. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. the, the hops, the hops we, you know, that we add in homebrew. Uh, they have alpha acids and beta acids. And so those come from the oils in the hops themselves. Um, so to me, it's not too far fetched or like too far out there to consider using some of these oils. Um, and so this is something that you're like personally yeah. so experimenting we, with. Um, I say we, I, that's my wife, uh, Ashley and myself. We, we have some oils at our disposal to to try these and so i've been trying to research the different compounds you know the the, the small constituents that are inside the oils to try and compare them to the same or you know very similar constituents in, in the hop oils 
and see you know what kind of recipe we can come up with we just haven't uh really pulled the trigger on any yet <laughs> yeah no i mean it's cool that you're trying though like it'll be interesting to see because like what what does a frankincense <laughs> right, exactly. beer taste like and you're you thinking know? christmas you know christmas beers why not a frankincense myrrh exactly you know? yeah I think you guys could probably dominate the uh, Christmas beer whole <laughs> section with that, you know, frankincense and myrrh. Exactly. You can't get more Christmas than that. I mean, most of the time, realistically, I'm just looking for the label, you know, as long as like in, when I was in Florida last year, one of the beers had a, uh, a Santa in the sleigh with an alligator <laughs> pulling it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it tasted just like a regular IPA, so it's not not like it, you know, tasted like pine tree or yeah. something. That's great. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's weird because this, and, and Utah had changed their laws from the uh, 3.5 or whatever to regular 5.0 beer. I remember the first time I came here, um when was it? it was like 2009 2010 maybe a little later than that but in california regular steel reserve is 8.1 and then when i came here a steel reserve was 3.5 and it i mean it tasted just <laughs> like a bud light it was crazy yeah it's uh it's <clears throat> do you pick up with any alcohol restrictions here or Sorry, how does that, that work do you have to keep up with any like um alcohol restrictions on keeping your beer or since it's micro brewed it, it can be whatever percentage it wants or how um, does that work yeah so uh i so we we don't sell any of any any alcohol so we don't we don't it's or yeah, well, so we regulated yeah, so since we don't sell any actual alcohol we don't have to you know there's no legality issues with that since we're only selling uh you know homebrew kits and ingredients and you know those things uh we're clear of anything like that yeah that's cool so so do you get most of your business here locally in utah or is it more of like a online thing where it's just going all over the place uh, or a little well, bit of both we, yeah so we're, we have only been open a short amount of time and uh <laughs> honestly uh the whole covid thing kind of just keeps it online um it's uh -huh. I mean, we, we can do some delivery or um you know we'll we'll offer local pickup um but honestly the the ability to ship and you know stay within the uh kind of the stay at home uh recommendation that works best and i'm sure that's probably great for business huh because i mean you got a lot of people sitting at home and i mean brewing your own beer soda or kombucha that's that's something that uh i think a lot of people would be interested in if they had the free time to be able to do it and now they have the free time have um, you seen well, like so an that's uptick the thing. uh we we're in utah county and the whole the whole different uh whole different <laughs> scene down here compared to up in you know salt lake valley uh <laughs> So down here, yeah. I know that there, you know, there's lots of interest, but I don't think a lot of people have, uh, you know, been aware that there, <clears throat> there's a place locally that they can, you know, find the the kits and the the equipment and ingredients and uh, whatnot to actually try it themselves. You know, they they know somebody that knows somebody or they've heard about it, but they've never, you know, kind of, uh, had the motivation or drive to, to really look into it and gather something. Um, 
So that's what we're trying to change. We, we really want to try and uh, get the, the homebrew scene um, really widened and, and letting you know people experiment with their their brews down here you know utah county what yeah no i i know that in utah county like i know of two people that are really big into brewing their own root beer i'd never you know like talk to them or ask them how it was done i mean it's you know like one's my my brother-in-law's wife and then uh you know, other people I'm not super close with, but I mean, it's, it's cool. Even if, even if your religion tells you not to drink alcohol, you know, I mean, it's, it's still cool to be able to brew your own soda. Yeah. And that's, that's or kombucha the big reason or why we, we wanted to offer those things. Um, we, you know, like we live in Utah County and, and there's a, a pretty prominent religion that, uh, um, Nobody drives on Sunday. It's really nice to yeah. drive around. So, I mean, there's, and there's talk a lot out. of uh, people that would, you know, not be interested in brewing beer, but having the option to do kombucha. And like you said, in, the, in soda, like root beer and, and, you know, the ginger ale and uh, those things, uh, they can still kind of go through the experience and have fun with it, uh, you know, and try different recipes and adding different things and, uh but at the same time, you know, they're still um, staying within uh, their, you know, comfortable area with, yeah. Guidelines. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think there is, like, kind of a primitive enjoyment you get out yeah, of, exactly. like, yep. you know, I did this. So, I mean, it's... You know, I've tried to push the micro-brewed sodas on my kids a whole bunch, but they they still stick to, like, Dr. Pepper <laughs> or Cherry Coke, you know? But, I mean, I buy them all the time whenever I find a new one, even when we were in Florida. And then when I came and saw Harmon's had this huge selection, like, I, I personally yeah, want to try sure. everything, you know? Like, you can't, uh, you can't, truly find out what you like the most until you've tried yep, exactly. as much as you can so with the caffeine how how does that work if if you're brewing your own soda does does the caffeine come in naturally or is um, that something people as, add? as far as i know there's there is no caffeine no. um there, i mean there. With certain things, you might like with chocolate. There is, uh, and I don't think it's actually caffeine. I think it's a compound that's really similar to caffeine. I, I may be wrong, um, but yeah, most most commercial, um, you know, soda manufacturers add the caffeine into the drinks. Um, so, as, as far as I'm aware, there's no caffeine that okay. comes from you know, like sarsaparilla or, you know, ginger, you know, with the, the, you know, those roots that uh, you can use for soda. Um, but I mean, I guess if you were to use something uh, like, you know, chocolate or cacao or, you know, whatever you wanted to try, <laughs> uh, if it had caffeine in it naturally, then, you know, it would be introduced. But um I, n I never really thought of this, but, you know, if, if the natural ingredients for soda do not produce caffeine, do you think, like, Coca-Cola introduced that when, I mean, because they, they were really originally yeah. made out of the coca plant, which is cocaine. Um, do you think they replaced when cocaine became... You know, a Schedule One narcotic, they couldn't use that in their soda anymore. Do you think they they went out and looked for something? They found caffeine, and the rest of the soda companies just followed. I mean, that's a pretty. I've never yeah. even thought oh, of no, that. I, like, that's I, a pretty I interesting 100%, question. Uh, believe so. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they had <laughs> essentially they had addicts that they needed to. <laughs> Uh, try and substitute something with. I mean, it uh, it wouldn't have worked out very well if they just 
cut it off completely. So I. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's crazy in the fact that like the majority of people, I mean, myself included until a couple of seconds ago, like I just thought caffeine was this natural occurrence that happened in soda, but that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, what, where can you get caffeine other than like, like the coffee plant or like yerba mate? I mean, I'm sure there's a couple other things, but what you're saying is nothing that you put in your sodas right. naturally produces yeah, as caffeine. As far as I'm aware, um, like the, you know, sarsaparilla and, you know, like ginger, um, unless there's some trace amounts that I don't know about. Uh, there, there's not a significant amount of caffeine in those. Um, so I guess if so, either way, they'd have to add more yeah. caffeine so than I'm, was naturally I'm, occurring. I'm sure you could find it online. I know that uh, there's certain, like, uh, what would you call them? Alert aids that you can you can uh, buy, like, uh, like no dose or Vivarin that are basically 100% caffeine um i guess if you if you felt well no dose are not 100% caffeine i mean anybody who's taken no dose knows that has like that has some other chemicals in there that <laughs> is not natural for sure i mean there's there's definitely some stuff in there that yeah. you should not uh, be no taking. yeah i'm just <laughs> saying if you were if that was under your, uh, if that was something that uh, you felt like doing, uh, I guess you could take that route. <laughs> I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't subscribe yeah. to that. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's no, out that's... There. So that's everybody on the podcast's homework to find out uh, why soda has caffeine in it. But, um. How I love ginger ale. The rest of my family hates it. And and you're talking about brewing ginger yep. ale with straight ginger. How do you make or not ginger ale, you're talking about brewing oh. root beer with ginger. How do you get the root beer flavor when I mean they're totally yeah, so, opposite? Well, the the ginger drug will get you kind of the yeast you need. Um, and you and you can get that uh, started. Mm -hmm and without a, a lot of the ginger taste um but you don't you don't you don't need to do the ginger bug to do root beer um, you can just use yeast you can get a yeast packet um but the the root beer uh you can either just get an extract uh it's just like a syrup um that you add in with water you mix it up and then you add the yeast okay. um or you can do the roots, you know, you could do like the sarsaparilla and, you know, get, you get those roots that, uh, they used like way back in the day, they used to use those. And that's kind of how it got its name root beer, uh, because they used those roots and they, it, you know, they fermented it and created the carbonation that way. So it was a beer, but it was, you know, it was way low on the alcohol, uh, volume. So, So sarsaparilla is the root beer flavor because I've I've always kind of wondered, you know, like was this just made in a lab or where? But it's it's actually pretty yeah, old. Yeah, people it's, brewing it's root beer. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, like if you look at like Barks or A and W, and you you know you look at when they when they started, it's it was a long time ago. Yeah. And that's uh, well, all from like sarsaparilla um, additives, or not ad not additives, but different like uh, root plant roots. Uh, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but sarsaparilla is like the main the main flavor. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't uh, think I've ever like encountered sarsaparilla by itself, but. It'll be pretty interesting to see, see what the natural smell and everything before it's fermented, you know. Um, 
So how many different, not just flavors, but how many different kits um, do you like offer? Types and like flavors? Yeah, just like uh, if, if somebody went on your website, how many different well, options do they have? There are different kombucha. Um, there's there's even gin making kits. Um, there is the, you know all the beer kits with you know several different flavors. Um, there's the you know there's like a cola kit like a the caveman cola is what, <laughs> is what the name is, and then there's uh let's see there's some hard seltzers so there's just all kinds there's hard ciders um you you can really just go crazy on there <laughs> yeah and, and you were saying you have a bunch of different additives or whatever where you can make beers taste yeah, so different can... or sodas taste different and then what's What's the name of your website for so everybody before uh, we get to the end? Squarespace.com. And beverage buddies is okay. just one, one word, no space. And um, the kombucha, how, how exactly so, is that brewed? Uh, you start with the SCOBY, um, that culture, um, and then you traditional uh kombucha is made with black tea um but we sell some kits where you can do black tea you can do green tea um uh, so you you can switch it up um and and with the you know your kombucha you can add in the things like ginger or turmeric uh, but yeah you just you start with the scoby which is that symbiotic uh, culture of bacteria and yeast and it's like this kind of this puck and you put it in, uh, you know, like a mason jar uh, with with the tea, and um, you know, you'll do some sugar and, and things like that. You got to feed the, you know, feed those little yeasties, um, and you, you kind of just let it take off. The bottom of the scoby, some of the yeast will, you know, start to die and kind of fall down, but you'll get like new growth on the top. Um, so there's like a whole a whole science to it. Um, I kombucha is not really, you know, my favorite. Uh, so I don't, I don't brew a lot of it, but um, yeah, I know there are some people that just love kombucha. Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'll, I'll I'll drink it, and there's there's some kombuchas that I I'm I'm fond of, but um, it's not to me. I, I beer is is definitely uh, <laughs> my thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like I've I've tasted that one kombucha and I wish I mean we're not in Florida anymore. I can't can't get it anymore. I think I don't remember if they sold it at the World Market or Trader Joe's. I know the alcohol selection in Trader Joe's here is kind of weaker than anywhere I've ever seen, but man, that kombucha I had any Italian, I mean, if you were eating pizza, the pasta, raviolis, that was just like yeah, a drink awesome. I would like to have with it. It was good. But, um, so, how, uh, how long have you been brewing your own, own beer, minus the business, just you uh, brewing your own beer? Let's see, probably, I don't know, maybe about three years now. Okay. And where do you go to a lot of microbreweries? Because like I said, when I was in that Facebook group, they like lit me up for not, <laughs> not being able to find any good beers. Um, so where to go find the good beers? Well, uh, I mean, I have not been able to find County, it. It's uh, well, and you know the kind of more southern part of Utah County. It's it's a little bit of a trek to get up, you know, to where most of the 
the the best spots are <laughs> but i mean we've got uh we've got like strap tank down here in springville mm -hmm. they've got some good some good selection um there and then they've also got a location in lehigh um but yeah i mean that really that's kind of why we brew our own beer is uh <laughs> we it's, it's a little little far to go just to get some some microbrewery beer uh, i mean if we do if we look closer, I'd need to support them. Well, yeah, no, even, even if... Yeah, no, it's definitely cool to support them, but, uh, you know, even even the selection here in Utah, I mean, I don't know, everybody who, they kind of got offensive, or not offensive, defensive, and coming from out of Utah, it's just, you know, I mean... You had such a selection, no matter. I mean, Seven Eleven had a pretty big selection compared to the state store here. Now that they have done the the five inside of grocery stores and stuff, do you think they'll take it further to where alcohol restrictions will be, you know, normal with the rest I of the states don't. in America? <laughs> I mean, maybe it, maybe within my lifetime, but. Uh, um... It's, I, yep, nope, I don't, I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's an honest answer and it's probably right. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's kind of weird to me because, I mean, I know the, I know the state store closes early, but you can still, you know, you, you can get your vodka there. Um, if you know you're going to drink more than you should, you're probably going to pick up two bottles anyway. So I just, I don't see the purpose behind the uh, restrictions. And the other thing that's it's kind of weird to me is they don't want you to drink, you know, um, more than their recommended 0.0, but then you have to go to a state run store to buy something that's over that, you know? So like the state is directly profiting from something they don't <laughs> want you to do. Yep. <laughs> it just seems a little weird. Uh, yeah. Me. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, one day somebody will explain it to me, but it yeah. kind of seems like a racket. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's silly. So, have you ever thought about opening up like, like your actual, an actual micro brewery, like a, like oh, yeah. a bar I mean, type scenario? I mean, Is that I'd where like you're to... going? I mean, I don't know with that this? I open a bar or a pub, but to me, I think just having a tap room would be ideal. Um, just having, you know, having our our rares, yeah. and then just you know, connected to the same brick and mortar, just have a a tap room where we've just got a few kegs, and you can try out some of the recipes that we sell, or you can try out, uh, uh, you know, just maybe have a couple competitions and the winner can you know have theirs introduced into the tap room just something small so would you be able to do that out of your house or do you actually have to buy like or rent a um, commercial I, space i don't know the legality do like that. of that um i would assume that you would not be able to do that out of your house um but the yeah, I don't know the. Yeah, I know each too. you know city has their own rules and you know their codes, and then the county and then the state. Uh, and I don't know how how that works as far as you know a tap room or a restaurant or put you know the pub or. I know that you've got to have <laughs> you got to have your sign that says this is a restaurant, not a bar, or this is a bar and not a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but outside of those things, better I, wear I, your I mask. I don't, I don't really know. Huh. 
<laughs> uh, you know, acquiring a liquor license and those things. Well, definitely, if you get to the point where you're uh, about to open something, let me know and we'll yeah, get you back on. Hopefully, we can get some people to go to it. Um, so, what what do you think of this whole COVID thing? I mean, has this hindered hindered you at all? Or I know I came from Florida to Utah, and Utah was very lax out of all the states we crossed. Um, it was very lax. Yeah, in the that's COVID kind of uh, what I've experienced for the most part. Uh, you know, up until recently, and and it's still fairly lax, if you know, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got uh, <laughs> lots of different uh, views on it. I mean, who knows? There's lots of information, but it's, I'm not aware of anything that is convincing enough to me, but uh, it seems as though it's been here a long time. Um, like it's like it got here way before um, they're initially saying it got here. Um, well, I know, I know that the COVID viruses or coronaviruses, right? I mean, we've all probably had a coronavirus, but apparently COVID nineteen or you know. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not convinced that we needed to go through this this much for it. I mean, it's that's a whole different podcast. Hopefully, I can get somebody on for that. I just um, when I when this first happened, I was in Florida. I gave my 30 day notice, and then we moved to uh, to Utah, and we saw all the different states. You know, in the middle of the country they don't even wear masks or they weren't back in like April. So, I mean, that's like the peak of it. And uh, when I came to Southern Utah, we moved to Orem first. I mean, nobody, nobody was wearing masks, you know, it wasn't mandatory. I just went to Payson. Um, all of Utah has a mandatory mask mandate, but it seems like yep. in Payson, they don't, they don't really care. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I hope, I hope we get through this pretty quick and I'm glad I stayed working through it, but I don't know how we, I don't, I don't, we totally recover from this. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be, uh, uh, what's there's a, there's a Japanese, uh, practice. I think it is where, you know, there's like a broken, you know, bowl or a broken vase and then they repair it with uh with gold uh i think it's kintsugi uh something something like that uh that's kind of how i see this i mean uh we're we're broken and i think we'll eventually be repaired but there's always going to be some sort of uh scarring you know some yeah no for sure that's the that's the thing is the next flu that comes out. Right. Are we going to have mandatory mask mandates? It's like they've, they've got the power already. You know what, what's going to happen. I think, I think the biggest thing with this, you know, I mean, I know, I know the coronavirus has killed people and it is this weird funky virus that affects people some people more than others but uh it's just it's weird that we went to this length for it and i don't think they're ever going to like <laughs> i i don't know totally different podcast <laughs> back to brewing uh, no not this um, year did you make any pumpkin ales okay is that uh I don't know my personal personal yeah. thing is I'd be hitting the holidays like crazy 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, St. Patty's Day, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas. Is that a big thing? How would you even sell the? Would yeah, it would just be pumpkin spice uh, added could, into one you of your even kits? Try and introduce some, you know, pumpkin puree if you wanted. Um, but yeah, I mean, pumpkin spice would would be the the main uh, adjunct in that. I think, yeah, I think the the big thing for us right now, like I mentioned earlier, is really trying to develop a, a recipe with the essential oils. Well, man, I, I would love to try that. Uh, no, I not hope... yet. I, I, have you ever tried it personally? I'm so focused and, and excited to get something uh, worth, worth uh, pulling the trigger mm -hmm. for. So you, I mean, you got to break down some science for that, though, huh? I mean, you got to uh, well, because you're saying you're the, substituting the some of the yeast. So, um, so you got your barley, which kind of gives you the sweet, you know, kind of malty, the the sugar water, if you will. <laughs> um, and then the hops uh, counteracts that kind of really sweetness with some bitterness. Uh, that's that's a really basic way to put it, but. Um, yeah, so you know you got your 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 grains like your you know your barley and gives you the sweet, and then you got your hops gives you the bitter. Uh, so you kind of got that sweet and sour you know marriage. Um, and so with the hops, uh, kind of like the yeast, you know, and and your grains, there's a huge variety, um, and you know different times of the year, different regions, they all have different uh, different levels of you know, like the alpha acids and the beta acids. And then, you know, you got your different uh, small constituents. Um, uh, I don't know how, how else to get into it. Uh, you break it down into the smallest uh, pieces and then you try and compare those with the smallest pieces in the oils. Uh, can you... So yeah, you got to try to measure, you know, like this many grams in hops versus this many yeah, so it take milliliters in oils, right? Because the oils are concentrated. Because I mean, if you if you were to try and you know smash the hops, you know, and you put them in a press, and and then you measured the oil that you got out of that, it would be you know fairly small amount. Now, if you <laughs> use this equivalent of the oils, then you'd you'd be on track. But if you just started doing drops and drops of oils, uh, that's equivalent to, you know, a huge amount of hops. So. Yeah, no, for sure. And then I would imagine the yeast has got to be in there longer to all of the yeast to be able to get into the. Because, I mean, if, if you've got yeast, you've got a certain amount of yeast for a certain amount of hops where they can all sort of mingle together. But if you have a couple drops of an oil, uh, well, like your yeah, yeast I mean, is going to be totally I, off, what, too, exactly. right? One of the things is I don't know how yeast would react with some of these oils. It, they may just die. They may... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's foreign to me, so I uh, I don't know if there's certain yeast that would, you know, handle certain oils better. Um, so it's a new frontier. <laughs> well, good luck with that, man. We're rolling up on 59 minutes right now. Uh, tell everyone where they can check you out. Uh, do you no, have any no YouTube, YouTube yet. Um, or tutorials on, uh, on your kids? Uh, in, at beverage underscore buddies. And then Facebook, uh, it's at beverage buddies Utah. And then, uh, yeah, the website's uh, beveragebuddies.squarespace.com. Well, cool, man. It was really nice talking to you.
we're almost an hour. That's as far as I can go on this platform. But uh, yep. definitely let me know sure, when man. you're when you're done with those we'll oils. Here. See if those. All right, you too. Will right. you have night?